Welcome to the Essay for FAs Acid Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to share thoughts on an investment I made Thursday as part of an ongoing formation of a protective bear market portfolio. We'll get to that in a moment, but first... This word on behalf of our sponsor, Nationwide. This podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Nationwide's New Heights fixed indexed annuities now offer the flexibility of earlier withdrawals with an optional living benefit rider at additional cost. Learn more at nationwidenewheights.com. In my podcast a week ago Thursday, I recounted my adventures in finding an investment appropriate for a bear market and my choice of Molson Coors Brewing Company. I have no idea how I'm doing on that investment as I have not looked at its stock price since I bought it. As an aside, I'm aware of the fact that some people check their portfolios several times a day, but I don't see how that helps you in any way and I can see how it can hurt. Just a little constructive advice. In any event, I bought a second stock yesterday, and this one is as exciting as watching paint dry. Indeed, this company's products are found in paint, among a zillion and one other household products. I bought shares of Israel Chemicals, which produces bromine and potash, and makes fertilizers, flame retardants, and water treatment products, among many others. Now, this has got to be the most unglamorous of Israeli stocks. After Silicon Valley, Israel is the dominant player in high-tech, and it is a good bet that some of the biggest breakthroughs in cutting-edge areas, be they in blockchain, autonomous driving, or a cure for cancer, will come from Israel. I have previously commented on how the first real investment excitement I observed post-2008 was the extraordinary run-up in farmland, which is not at all that easy to own or own affordably nowadays. Israel Chemicals products are precisely these essential items found on every farm. Truth be told, though, I entered this particular stock investigation through a different and somewhat odd door. This week we commemorated the 18th anniversary of 9-11. That awful event stirs all sorts of memories and anxieties. My wife choked up with tears. As for me, I found myself wondering how New York's finest put out the fires. That got me to flame retardant, which is not something that only firemen manage. These chemicals are in everything, like your living room couch, to give you a chance to escape with your lives. Israel Chemicals makes this sort of stuff. We should not know of any more 9-11s, but while that got me interested, it's the quotidian nature of their humdrum products that kept me interested. Occasionally, the world runs into shortages of potash, which Israel Chemicals produces. I'm not predicting such a shortage. Many investors have been excited about a world shortage of lithium, but that has yet to emerge as a big money maker. Israel Chemicals doesn't make lithium, it makes bromine, which some believe is environmentally advantageous to lithium. I'm not entering that debate, and I'm not predicting that bromine beats lithium, but I do see merit in the fact that Israel Chemicals is the world's leading producer of bromine by far. So if demand grows, be it for environmental reasons or for increased demand by electronics manufacturers who require the mineral for printed circuit boards, Israel Chemicals will profit. And if bromine remains flat, which I tend to doubt, the firm will surely profit from its other diverse segments. My argument, or rather this part of my argument, is based on the fact that every company has its season, and I believe this company's season is a bear market. As evidence for that, I refer you to Israel Chemicals' stock page on Seeking Alpha, ticker ICL. 
What really jumped out at me beyond its attractive valuation, which I'll address in a moment, is how the stock skyrocketed in 2007 and 2008. Not a period sporting many winners. As best I can tell, it was the rise of potash that accounts for its rise and the fall of potash for its sharp fall. The stock has never recaptured its June 2008 peak. And yet, a look at the company's data reveals that ICL is less dependent on potash today. It derives nearly as much profit from its industrial product segment, whose operating income more than doubled in 2018. Phosphates and agricultural solutions are its two other large segments. So what I'm proposing is not a mere commodity play at a time when commodities are expected to do better, as they often do in bear markets, but a diversified commodity play. Now, I happen to think Molson Coors is a surer bet. I feel certain consumers will be drinking beer, and specifically Coors and Molson, during the next bear market. And I can't be sure that bromine or potash will be big at that time. But, returning to Seeking Alpha's stock page, a P.E. of 12 and a dividend yield of 3.64% gives me the feeling that I can afford to wait to see whether it is energy storage, agriculture, or specialty chemicals that lifts ICL's sales during the next bear market. With a market cap of $6 billion, this stable conglomerate has enough of a foothold in my preferred back-to-basics category and low enough valuation and high enough profit to interest me. Its 2018 profit, reported in February, totaled $1.24 billion versus $364 million for 2017, an enormous increase and a record for the company. Yet its stock has only fallen since that report, from $5.69 to $4.76 currently. For the company to lose nearly a quarter of its market cap, despite positive profit guidance by management, means that the market in its collective wisdom knows something, or that the market in its collective foolishness is missing something. I think it's the latter, and that specifically the market has typecast ICL as a potash company. Take a look at other potash companies, or at the Global X Potash ETF, ticker SOIL, and you'll see very similar looking charts. Yet, from what I can gather, ICL is more profitable, more diversified, and offers greater value add than some of its peers. The company has some debt, not enough for me to be concerned with, and its primary license to mine Israel's Dead Sea expires in 2030, which is more concerning. But I'm looking at ICI as a defensive play lasting an undetermined few years during a bear market, whenever that might kick in. A salt-of-the-earth company extracting minerals from the earth's saltiest spot and refining those products to add value seems to fit the bill, especially given its low stock price and its decade-long tenure in the stock market's doghouse. I already own two Israel country ETFs, consisting mainly of high-tech, and will be eager to revisit those when investors despair of the cycle of creative expansion ever renewing, which is not the case today. For now, assembling a defensive portfolio remains my investment priority. As I noted with regard to Molson Coors last week, this particular investment is suited to my needs, but might not be suited to yours. Also, being wrong about this single investment won't break me, as I maintain a broadly diversified portfolio. So please, do your own due diligence and look at your big picture asset allocation before assigning any individual stock holdings. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Nationwide.